Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Planet Logic. Today's episode, Globalism versus America First. My guest today is Lou Ann Anderson of Political Pursuits, the podcast. And Lou Ann, as you and I often talk about, things happen that surprise you. We were looking for a red wave, a red tsunami, and we got maybe a little bit of a trickle. What did you make out of these uh, out of these uh, elections as far as whether we're going to put America first anymore? Game is on. It remains to be seen. But if there ever was a time that anybody has concerns about their country, if they have a fear that things are going in the wrong direction, now is the time to stand up and be counted. Because as the song says, the hour is growing late. Yeah, the clock is definitely running. You and I both went to a screening of The Final War, which is the Epic Times is very well researched and, and very professionally done documentary on where we're going with, with uh, communist China. Uh, it, it doesn't look really good. Uh, Joe Biden goes over there and talks about climate change. So we're talking about globalism versus America first. What did you get out of this visit to the G20 uh, out of what what Joe Biden did. Capitulation and further movement into the global agenda. They can't do it at the ballot box, especially here in America, and so they're doing it through these types of non-nation state entities, but these people coming together, making these agreements like they've you know, done. I mean, here now we're talking about climate reparations, climate reparations, climate reparations that China, the CCP more specifically, is exempt from. So they're over there negotiating things like climate reparations, vaccine passports, even some transhumanism type um, programs and initiatives. And so this is when you hear Klaus Schwab talking about the the great reset and you know you will own nothing and you will be happy this is all that agenda and it's very frightening because again it's an inroad around the things that they know they can't legislatively do here in the united states the u.s population not only are they not getting to vote on it they don't even know some of the implications of what's happening uh, let me let me make this point uh, let, let's just take some of the presidents since the carter and reagan era and look at how this globalist agenda has started to catch on and it caught on through both Bushes and Clinton and on through Obama and then something happened that kind of disrupted everything and his name was Donald Trump. Uh, is there a reason that Donald Trump has to be destroyed? 
without a doubt. And that's what to look at this election for 2024, however it however it plays out. If you realize Donald Trump will be a player in the lead up to the election, possibly as the candidate for the Republicans, looking at this, looking at Trump versus DeSantis or, you know, is Pompeo going to jump in that? Any of that, that's all noise. That's all noise. The bottom line, the I that we need to keep on this entire thing is that this election is about national populism versus globalism. This election is about what kind of war, what kind of world do you want to live in? Because much the rest of the world is capitulating to a global uh, construct, so to speak. The U.S. is the big prize, but we are also a big obstacle. And this election, whether people realize it or not, will determine in what direction we go. And people need to wake up and be aware of that because learning about this eight years from now could likely be too late. Here's something that jumped into my mind as an advertising and marketing person as well. Back in 2016, do you remember Hillary Clinton's slogan? It was, I'm with her. Donald Trump's slogan was, make America great again. If there's a globalist agenda, Luann, that we're fighting, make America great again does not match that agenda. He had to be stopped. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he still is promoting that same agenda. We saw that at his announcement here recently. And in fact, I would say he has doubled down on it because before when he was saying that and he was warning about China and saying we needed to decouple... If anybody disputed that, did 2020 not pretty much prove the danger of our being so intrinsically tied to the CCP, a transnationalist criminal activity or trans, transnational criminal organization who, where Joe Biden says, oh, we're just competitors. Well, Joe Biden may not get it. Other people may not get it. But the commie, the CCP, they have declared war on America. And they are at war with us whether we want to acknowledge we are at war as well. Well, and they steal our intellectual property. But I think there's one thing almost more than anything else that happened under the Trump years that was a great danger to a globalist agenda of any kind. And that was American energy independence. When we started to become a net exporter of energy, that put the United States of America in an amazing position globally, and that can't happen under this globalist agenda. Before you respond, one other thing which has just happened is with the current president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., we have seen a great depletion of the United States strategic oil reserve. How do those two things, energy independence under Trump, depletion of our strategic reserve under Biden. How do those fit together? Well, let me first back up and just say that our, it wasn't even just energy independence, it was energy dominance because of the fact that we were exporting so much as well as being able to take care of our own people. That was the ultimate win-win. We were winning at home because that economic, the ac economic activity that it spurned created prosperity for our people 
It gave, you know, it was a, it was an engine within our entire economy. And so that was a wonderful thing. It helped prosperity because we had low energy prices. It helped our own economic development and other aspects of industry because companies had lower operating costs. So it was winning. It was a winner at home. But then outside of the U.S., it also was a winner because it did shore up our position of dominance, respect on the global stage. It also helped provide reasonable energy for other countries and other peoples of the world in order for them to be lifted up. But didn't it also hurt the terrorists? Absolutely. And the terrorist states such as... Well, in the uh, Middle East, who, who that's such a mixed bag. I mean, one day you're a friend, next day you're a foe. Well, you're talking about Saudi Arabia, <laughs> yeah, I think, right exactly. now. But, but when you're talking about our geo... Uh, our geo what is the word geopolitical uh, adversaries oh, adversaries yeah i'm thinking of iran over there which uh, is an oil state and yes. and saudi arabia which sometimes does things we don't like like the murder of Khashoggi and right and so on and so forth and the way they treat women over there and gays and and all of that that energy independence that becoming a major energy exporter seemed to me to be the greatest accomplishment of the Trump era, and it was totally undone by Joe Biden in what, a month? Pretty much. I mean, almost almost on the first day, he went back and declared a new, a new war on fossil fuel industry almost from the very beginning. So, yeah, I'm not even sure he really took a month. I want to ask you about something that I had not thought about. I guess subliminally I had, but uh, it, it was a a tenant of this movie, The Final War, that the Epic Times has put out. Who is our biggest uh, adversary? Uh, you, you'll remember that when Barack Obama was running against Mitt Romney, he said the 80s are calling and they want their foreign policy back. Uh, Romney had said something about Russia or whatever. In this movie, it is made plain that communist China eggs on some of this. They don't want to be America's only adversary. So right now, we have at least four and maybe five that I could think of. We have Russia, we, uh, in addition to China. We have Russia. We have Iran. We have North Korea. And we have Islamic terrorism as a non-state enemy. If you add China to that, that's five enemies. And one of their strategies is the United States will not be able to focus. And within that, that Islamic... Um, grouping, you have Pakistan, which is a formidable foe. Yes. And unfortunately that Russia is now a part of that, that is an offshoot to some degree of this ridiculous situation in Ukraine and that we have allowed ourselves to be drawn into. Well, and Biden essentially gave Afghanistan back to the terrorists oh, as well. And so, all of our resources there. there. There's so much to talk about when you're trying to, to talk about globalism versus America first. Uh, Biden is absolutely America last. I want to ask you a blunt question. Would we be fighting a, a proxy war against Russia, which is, I think, what we're doing? Uh, would Russia have, have invaded Ukraine if that election had not gone to Biden? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. In fact, I think that you probably could 
Well, it's there's a lot of competition, but certainly one of the most significant accomplishments of the Biden regime is the diminishment of U.S. our position, our standing on the global stage. And what he has done in two years will take far, far longer than two years to ever try and, and fix or regain any kind of status. All right. Now, I, I know your ego is in good shape, and I don't need to do anything to bolster it. But you said something over lunch one day that I have repeated two or three times on the radio, giving you credit. As you should. As I should, <laughs> yes. But we were talking one time, and I said, you know, with DeSantis, you get Trump without the drama. You get Trumpism. You can get America firstism. It's basically the Trump agenda without the Trump ego and the Trump vindictiveness and all that. And you looked at me and you said, we need a junkyard dog. Absolutely. To fix it. Explain. Right now, the people we have, the Tony Blinken and that crowd, they're the Atlanticists. They believe in the in the um, global global order of things and you know they love to talk about the rules-based international order and it's also civilized and that is the the whole thesis of their diplomacy um i know i listen to steve bannon a lot and he talks about you know the soy boys and that to a large degree is 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 what they are there is no threat there is no intimidation any type of factor like that they bring to the table i mean tony blinken has been scolded by the ccp and different people from from that over you know the couple years that he's been been in in um in in this position what the people that we are dealing with our biggest foes what they are going to most respond to is fear and they need to have fear put into them. And to, to create fear, we have to have strength. Exactly. And we have to have what I think was one of Trump's greatest, you could say it was one of his vulnerabilities, but also one of his strength was his lack of predictability. Lack of predictability. And you knew that if he made some threat to somebody, he, he was likely going to follow through. Just might follow through. You know, it's a, it, it's, it's occurred to me that when we talk about Joe Biden being compromised by China and the Republicans have just come out and said they're going to hold hearings on Hunter and then uh, Representative, what was his name, uh, Jordan and the other one. Comer. Comer uh, said, we're not really going to investigate Hunter Biden. We're going to investigate Joe Biden. But if we had a president right now who had been in office for two years, and was trying to put the United States in a vulnerable position and gets us involved in a foreign war, uh, spending multiple billions upon billions of dollars to provide weapons, if he got us out of a, a war that we were already in but ended up with Americans being left behind, killed, and, and a trillion dollars worth of equipment left behind, depleting the world, the, the, the country's strategic oil reserve while hampering the fossil fuel industry such that it can only be replaced at huge cost declaring a war on fossil fuel and i mean there's so much else spending spending trillions upon trillions of dollars 
to ruin the economy and have raging inflation. Here's my question. It's very simple. If you were trying to destroy the United States, what would you do differently than Joe Biden has done? There probably really isn't anything except maybe keep people still under the lockdowns. You know, he still is. Oh, he just extended the right. pandemic right. emergency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, he's and he talks out of both sides of his mouth because at the point he did tell, I don't know, Scott Pelley or somebody over on 60 Minutes, oh, yes, the pandemic is over until I wanted to use it as a as a basis for giving away, you know, more money to deadbeat college graduates who took out loans and letting the taxpayers who I just haven't put the screws to them enough this week so let me do one more thing and saddle them hard-working Americans with this debt that these other people are responsible irresponsibly rang ran up and then now even more irresponsibly don't want to have to pay and so yeah so when that's the case we do still have the pandemic so explain to me we have leadership Mitch McConnell in the Senate, who's been reelected as the, it'll be the minority leader again. And Kevin McCarthy seems to be on his way to becoming the Speaker of the United States House. The Freedom Caucus has asked for just a few little things, one of which is to get rid of earmarks again because we're spending ourselves into submission. McCarthy says, no, we're going to do things the way we've been doing them. We're not going to do these things the Freedom Caucus, which is the conservatives, you could call the America First people, want to do. This looks like it's, it's, it's crazy town again, but can you answer me the question that every pundit in America has been trying to answer? With inflation the way it is, with the economy essentially in recession, whether they want to admit it or not, uh, with, with a, a, a war raging that Biden essentially gave Putin permission to do, how did the Democrats do as well as they did? They they gamed the system. I mean, I do believe that there are many of these races that have been called... Carrie Lake, for example, Carrie in Arizona. Lake, Carrie Lake, absolutely. There's some other house races that... Um, there's very questionable, very questionable issues related to the voting, the actual day of process what happened but also there is that other side of things that the democrats they were working a different playbook than us and it was effective and it was coming in here during early voting and basically the term has been used banking all of these early votes a lot of that was done through a mechanism called ballot harvesting in some states that is legal in other states it is not but even if it's not legal it doesn't mean that the actual the the operation of it the process of it does not occur carrie lake had promised that two things that she would do first week in office one was fix the election system in arizona which does not have election day it has election month Correct. And, and the democrats use every day of that early voting in their state to bust people to the polls to 
to go around and grab these ballots and fill them in and have the people sign them and take them down there. They were banking those votes. And to print so many ballots and send them out erroneously that you have all of these ballots floating, floating around, around everywhere. Yes. And, and we have that in Harris County, which is Houston, in, in Texas. The other thing that Carrie Lake said she would do would be to go a little bit further than what Greg Abbott did. She right. was going to invoke uh, the constitutional clause on declaring an invasion and stop it. Now, Abbott, on the other hand, invoked it, but said he would return the immigrants to the border, but not put them across the border. Carrie Lake was going to go all the way. She was, yes. she, for somebody who supported Barack Obama as heavily as she did, she has turned around and was going to do things they simply could not allow. Carrie Lake's change of heart is not dissimilar to what we see with a lot of other people going on. I mean, there are people on the left who thinkers, Matt Taibbi, um, Naomi Wolf. There are a number of people that in some cases it's COVID. Um, COVID has been used to usher in just a creepy, a, a creeping authoritarianism. There are people on the left that are Tulsi Gabbard who are increasingly yes. concerned. Yeah. We see those same concerns, and I've told this to you before, in the last week, not only did we go to um, the event where the Epic Times movie, The Final War, was unveiled, and that was co-hosted by the Texas Public Policy Foundation. I hear things coming out of the Texas Public Policy Foundation, an organization that I've always enjoyed following and enjoyed attending their events, but once upon a time, I would have said was far more, a little on the squishy side, lovably squishy, maybe. very much establishment. What you are hearing not now, so much anymore. it is not no. so much anymore. No. Last weekend, I had... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the pleasure of going to a Heritage Foundation, their summit that they had, their national summit that was held in Fort Worth last weekend. And... The same kind of thing. What was coming from that stage was populism, was America first. It was we have got to protect our democracy. It was we need to get rid of this leadership, the Mick leadership. Not only McCarthy, not only McConnell, but also McDaniel, because she has been worthless. In fact, she has been treacherous as the Republican national chair. And so there is an alignment a realignment that's happening. There's no doubt. And the next six months of what this country is going to look like, because what we have seen, oh, we're in an economic downturn. Baby, I don't think we've seen anything yet. Okay, we could talk about the Great Reset, but that might be the next the next podcast that we do. But I do want to mention this. When we see what's going on at the border, and we see that Joe Biden now uh, has no intention of securing the border. Mayorkas lies about it like like it's just nothing to him to lie. Yeah, the border's secure. No, the border is not secure. Kamala Harris never did a thing. They're coming across by the millions, 
Even Abbott is kind of helping out a little bit by moving them all around the country, which is what Biden wants anyway. I, I, I like the idea of irritating the sanctuary cities, but this is going to bite us in the butt later on when, when we can't get these people back. The Democrats and the mainstream media are always upset when anybody on the right talks about the replacement theory that, that white Anglo-Saxon voters are being replaced. Now, I'm not a white supremacist. I, I love my black brothers and sisters and my brown brothers and sisters and even my homosexual brothers and sisters as long as they're good Americans and they believe in the greatness of this country and the Constitution. But how is this not replacing, replacing the people that I would say essentially would be people that would vote for Trump? And, and not only that... Chuck Schumer came out earlier exactly. this week. You were going to go there, so pick, pick it up and run with it. Yes, Chuck Schumer came out earlier this week wanting, touting an amnesty plan for, you know, what is it? They always talk that silly 11, 12 million people, which we've been talking about. It's that about 35 to 40 easy, by now. Easy, easy, yes, because, I mean, that's the number we were using back in 2006 when we were fighting over That's the number I got from Congressman John Carter, you know, who uh, is about the most naive individual in Congress about. <laughs> this but what Schumer said there is only one way to get the workers we need we don't have enough people and we must grant amnesty and citizenship to all these 11 million as he said illegal aliens and my comeback was what if we just stop killing all of our children before they're born well and again this could be part of a great reset I do believe there is a systemic depopulation, depopulization going on in this country. And I think it's something that the CCP very much welcomes. COVID was one piece of that, mm -hmm. but there are other prongs going along with it, abortion being one. And part of that is ties in with your with your replacement theory because the United States or America, this land, certainly all powers on the on the globe want this land to continue being a a land of resource, a land of of um, mm -hmm. of you know basically just resources. It's just a matter of it needs a more compliant population. Well, look, I have a theory. The theory is that if I take a baseball and I throw it up in the air. My theory is that it will fall to the ground. Now, if I take the baseball and I throw it in the air and it falls to the ground, it's no longer a theory. If I see millions of people coming across the southern border and the Democrat Party wants to give them instant citizenship, that's not a theory anymore. It's happening before our eyes. Yes, it's reality. And yes. the Democrats tell us that all the time. They brag that the demographics are changing. They say, you know, the white white people will be a minority. And look, I will talk about white people and black people and brown people and demographics, and you can call me whatever you want, but these are facts. And we've been cowed by the Democrats. We're afraid to say something that we might be canceled. And we've got to get over that. Look, I want a diverse America that has white people, black people, brown people who get where they want to be based on how good they can be, their talents, what they do with their talents, and their individual, their individualism and their merit. 
not on the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, or anything else. And that's what America is supposed to be about, isn't it? Absolutely. And discrimination has now, we are now, the Democrats have wanted to basically codify discrimination via DEI and all of these different programs, the Asians, the fight that they've had over getting into college because, damn, those Asians, they're smart. They're, just, they're hardworking. They're just too smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. A meritocracy has served this country very well for several hundred years. That's what made us the greatest nation on this earth. That is what has been a magnet, a draw for many immigrants coming here, the people immigrating here who do value a meritocracy and want to come participate in it. Those are the people we want here to come and join us in helping to build a prosperous America. All right. I want to ask you about our threats. And a scale of one to 10 is not scientific. I should use a semantic differential, but uh, which is scientific. But let's do one to ten. One being not much, and ten being tremendously a lot. Uh, climate change. Where would you put it? One point five. One point five. Okay, now we're on a twenty-point scale. All right. Um, a woman's right to choose. Uh, kind of. Maybe a three. A three? Okay. All right. Um, let's see. What are... Uh, oh, the national debt. Yeah. I guess on that woman's right to choose, I want the woman to choose resp- personal responsibility. Exactly. That would be nice, so wouldn't she, it? Yes, yeah, so that wouldn't she that doesn't nice? get into that situation. All right. What about the deficit, which is which is the year-to-year, and the debt, which is the accumulation of the deficits? We're at, what, $31 trillion? And growing. Uh, and I have to borrow the Anderson family calculator even to have enough windows. There are people who try and downplay that. No, that is in there as a nine to me. I was going to say, that's where I'd go. Xi Jinping. Ten, 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 ten. To the 10th power. Yes. Yeah, that's the big problem. Yes. Um, and I, 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 don't, I don't know how we convince our leaders. I believe that the people in power right now are taking us down a path of ruin and we've let culture get so convoluted. It it seems to be so much more important to the political left to tear down a statue of Christopher Columbus than it is to maintain a strategic oil reserve. Is it really, is Columbus that offensive to them or is Columbus just a tool to sow division and that divisiveness is a means to a bigger end, which is the destruction of the United States as a great power. And is and not, American culture, which is what helps enable and fortify here's what's, America, here, U.S. as a great power. Here's what's helping Xi Jinping. I think I'm saying his mm-hmm. name right. Yeah, you got it. Uh, one is cancel culture. He's just got to be loving it. Try that in China. Exactly. And see if you disappear. Uh, one is the mainstream media being so biased uh, that there are so many, so few news sources that are actually trustworthy. Well, they're also compromised. I mean, the chi- the CCP believes in unrestricted warfare. Mm-hmm. We don't get unrestricted no. warfare. And some of it is arrogance, some of it's naivety, 
But at this point, there is a lot of just flat out compromise because the CCP has come in and they have worked. They have worked the media. They've worked the entertainment industry. They've worked academics. But not as the much NBA. as they have. Absolutely. They have a tentacle in every facet, every institution Cor- of our con- Confucius, society. Uh, Institutes. Institutes yes. in our schools yes. to promote the communist culture. And our schools are, oh, isn't this wonderful? Yes. And, and, and I, I believe that the CCP is egging on such things as straight versus gay. You bet. Uh, black versus white. Hispanics versus Asians, the anti-Semitism that we talk about lately, uh, the the left-wing tilt of our, our schools and our colleges and universities, cancel culture, wouldn't surprise me if they didn't fund Black Lives Matter, Antifa. How much of that do you think they're behind? All of it, all of it, because when we talk about Like I said, you want to go back. The struggle that we have now is national populism versus globalism. You know who you could argue at least is probably the strongest nationalist state? Now, you state as a just a as a as a as an entity, so to speak, Mm -hmm. the most efficient, effective, stringent nationalist entity on this planet Probably it's China. 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 Well, <laughs> absolutely. I thought this absolutely. was a trick question, but yes. I kept thinking, where yeah. is she going with this? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm absolutely. thinking China. Yeah. Absolutely. Once upon a time, the United States would have been that because we were proud to be American. And that's what all what of these if things Italians, are. What if Italians were uh, crossing the border into China by the millions wanting to speak uh, Italian language? Well, they'd probably, that is, they'd probably Latin, end up in a camp near working with the Uyghurs. Exactly. All right. Let's wrap this up with a little bit of politics. All right. You've said Trump is the junkyard dog. All right. How, uh, because I, I think what you mean by that, and you've explained it already, but here's what I get out of it, is very simply, we want a leader who will keep America strong and the rest of the world be scared crapless by that person. That's what I think we are. I think we had that with Trump. They didn't want to mess with Trump. Trump put the tariffs on China. China's going to get Biden to turn that around. But what about DeSantis? Would they be afraid of him? Would President Xi be afraid of him? I don't think so. I think DeSantis, I am not at all anti-DeSantis. I have been following his career through him being, you know, in the house for 10 plus years. I like Ron DeSantis. I think DeSantis will mature into, or he has the capacity to mature into a great, a great politician, a great leader for this country, a leader who could do great things for this world. I don't understand with anyone why we are always in such a rush. Now, when people are saying, oh, DeSantis, he's he's the guy. Right now, a lot of the attention that DeSantis is getting has to do with the fact that he appears to be an alternative to Trump. Mm-hmm. I am very concerned because there is such a globalist desire to take Trump out. That's where... That's who's globbing on to DeSantis. You have the big money people, the Schwartzman, the um, the uh, Ken Griffin, all of these mega, mega, mega donors of the Republican Party. They're the ones that are coming in there to try and shore up 
DeSantis in order to be able to get him to possibly be able to either defeat Trump in the primary or dissuade him even from running. When those guys come in, too, those guys are tied to the CCP. And so you're not going to see the DeSantis that we'd like to see. But I also, even if DeSantis were left, and I'll just finish with this, even if DeSantis were left to his own devices, just because he's done a great job in Florida doesn't mean that's going to translate onto the world stage. Remember Rick Perry? You know, he was coming off of some pretty strong gubernatorial Mm -hmm. years and look what he did i'll mention somebody else too that's even a better example scott walker remember when scott walker was going to be and then he collapsed yes but i want to do a cause and effect we have a a president who was vice president and his son created a family business along with the president vice president that time the brother uh in places like ukraine with burisma uh, he went into China. The Chinese, if I'm recalling correct, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think they gave Hunter a ring or something that was worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, I believe there's over 50 countries, if I'm remembering what Comer said the other day, uh, about uh, how many countries the Biden family, I will call them the Biden crime family, I think that's Bet. what it is, uh, were involved in. Joe Biden is the big guy. We have telephone voicemail messages the audio of biden telling hunter about an article in the new york times i think we got by with this i think you're okay son and so on and so forth therefore therefore we have a special prosecutor to look at trump how does that work that just it's it's the hypocrisy we see but it's also just the abuse of power And what's kind of interesting, this special prosecutor that's going to be looking at Trump, I mean, I don't know. I personally wouldn't want to be taking that on because look at all the the people that have come along and not been able to make anything happen that get Trump isn't quite the easy get that they all thought it was. No, but they get a lot of the people in your circle, though. Oh, and that's that's horrendous, horrendous. And it is. But let me tell you a little thing, though, about this latest prosecutor, this special counsel, a guy named Jack Smith. Yes. He has a little infamy to him. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Because one of the things that he was involved in, and I don't know if people, I I can't remember, I think this was back in about 2010, 2012, um, when we were looking at potential presidential contenders, a guy named Bob McDonnell, who was the the governor of Virginia back then, he was seen as being highly likely for a presidential contender. Smith went after him and ended up um, not only prosecuting him, but getting convictions against against McDonald and I believe his wife on some kind of bribery and extortion um, charges. And I mean, it was an ugly thing, and it you know was touted as being very political. But anyway, he did actually get convictions for them, and McDonald was sentenced to two years in jail. He never served during that time when he was waiting to go out. It was on appeal. It went all the way to the Supreme Court. And son of a gun, the Supreme Court overturned those convictions. Now, it wasn't one of those little 5-4 kind of overturning. The Supreme Court unanimously 
mm. overturned the convictions. Good yeah. old special counsel Jack Smith this was guy, the one responsible This guy for. is going to be a very big point of controversy, not on CNN or MSNBC, but, but Fox and Newsmax will probably talk about him. All right, lightning round. Uh, Mike Pompeo. Great Secretary of State, a little too swampy. All right, Mike Pence. Worthless. I, I love Pence. I think he's a great guy. I think he's got values and morals, but his personality is such that he would be like an ant being run over by a tank at yeah, Tiananmen leader, Square. As Just, a leader, worthless. He would inspire fear in nobody. Uh, is there anybody else out there? Nikki Haley, uh, Christy Nome, uh, who else is going to run? Is there uh, uh, Tim Scott? Is there anybody else out there that you think would be an effective, not only politician in the role of running for president, but a, but a good president? I'd like to see what Tim Scott might someday do. Um, now, right now, you're you're telling me right now we need Trump, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, the United States, if we have any hope of regaining stature both globally and having somebody come in that will take bold approach with regard to the economy, with the decoupling of China, who understands who understands the whole thing. You know, so many of these people, they come in and they kind of get politics or, or they kind of get government they kind of get business but trump somehow even though this was his first elected office he has been studying this forever for decades and he somehow was able to put the whole package together and understand the interaction and that needs to be because the globalists Klaus Schwab is sitting there talking about how government and business must coordinate in a partnership to basically run run the world. He says, you know, when you have a plane, you have two pilots. And to him, those pilots need to be government and business. Trump understands that. I would say he even agrees with that. But the thing is, what Schwab is promoting is government and business working for the interest of government and business. Trump is promoting basically that same partnership, but with the beneficiaries of it being the American people. All right, let's wrap this up. I'm assuming that you're saying if Biden were to be reelected or if Biden dies of a stroke tomorrow and Kamala Harris is president, uh, that's that's probably the worst thing that could happen. Either one of those people serving another four years after this term is up. If Merrick Garland is successful in putting Donald John Trump in jail and getting him completely out of the picture, where does that leave our theme? Where does that leave globalism versus America first? Dire times have catapulted people into positions that they never dreamed they would be in. Is there somebody out there that could come from nowhere? Possibly this whole thing with Carrie Lake. She was being watched. The world media is watching what happens there because Carrie Lake could potentially be one of the most exciting leaders 
out of this country since Donald Trump. So they had to destroy her. So they have to destroy her. They have to. They're, and they're still trying in the to process. Put, and they're trying to put Trump in jail. That said. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two years ago, did most people know who Carrie Lake was? Probably not. That's true. There could be someone that's, else that's out there. That's very true. But right now, if the big threats to the global agenda in America as far as presidential politics are Donald Trump and Kerry Lake, and whatever to whatever extent Ron DeSantis would be a threat, those would probably be the big three. I expect something bad to come up about DeSantis fairly soon. If they could get Mike Pence as the nominee or they could get... Uh, Glenn Youngkin, who has barely been a governor and is right. squishy as the and, day is long. Yes, and I would say when I think of Glenn Youngkin, I think of Tim Pawlenty. Remember when Tim Pawlenty yes. had his moment? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Same thing. I mean, if he goes in there and he does good things with CRT in Virginia, God love him. You know, and and I mean, and hey, I'm happy to be be proven wrong. Oh, me too. And I will tell you somebody else too that I think comported himself very well shocked me shocked me but that was lee zeldin oh he did quite well didn't he and he, uh, it, it's it's amazing that he didn't win yes oh yeah because now it, we though, you know that's one of the one of the the big disappointments was the the carrie lake loss the zeldin loss uh, hokel back in office and Tudor uh, Dixon, and, and Tudor Dixon, she in was very good. And then we we put a mutant uh, or a zombie or whatever you a want cyborg. to call him in 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 Pennsylvania with Fetterman. So it's crazy, but always reason to keep a stiff upper lip and 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 keep optimistic. If you care about this country, now is the time to fight. Lou Ann Anderson, folks, has a podcast called Political Pursuits. The podcast. She and I work together on a website called WBDaily.com. It stands for World Beat, and you can also go WorldBeatDaily.com, and that'll get you to it. You'll find our columns there. Uh, check out Political Pursuits. Also check out Planet Logic, of course. And until next time, for Lou Ann Anderson, this is Lynn Woolley saying, Be Logical. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.